So my name is Roy Canterbury. I'm going to be your host today on Archer Talk 101. And I have a special guest with us today, Andrew Baker, and we're going to be talking to him about his archery journey. Uh, Andrew, welcome to the podcast. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, the first thing I'm sure everybody would like to know is uh, uh, how you got started in archery. Well, uh, like most of the people who grew up in the or went to school in the 90s, I started uh, the first arrows that I ever loosed were in gym class. And uh, that kind of got me interested in that. And uh, my father and I kind of dabbled in it here and there and um, more or less kind of put them away for a bit. And um, back in, I think it was 2012, uh, just on a whim, um, I wanted to, um, to kind of get out and do some, uh, you know, just have something to do outside. And um, I had my father's old bow uh, hanging up on my wall for the last couple of years since I bought my house. So I just kind of grabbed that and went to the range. I, um, I belong to two different clubs that are uh, in the general area. And both of them have archery ranges and field target courses and um, just kind of grabbed those arrows and just kind of started flinging arrows um, without a whole lot of um, tremendous amount of good form. But um, yeah, just sort of fell in love with it afterwards. And uh, yeah, just started looking at new bows and getting into that and being a DIY kind of person. I uh, started learning how to build arrows and kind of expanding upon that and uh, started out with a Parker single cam and um, yeah, slowly made my way up until being, you know, getting a full target archery set up. And at this point I have a press, I have the, uh, I don't make my own strings, but I have a press and uh, do all my bow tuning and I've got four different target bows that I rotate in and out. And then I started, you know, working with different releases and things started with a wrist release after I gave up on fingers and um, started on thumbs, and uh, and now I shoot hinges and a little bit of everything. Yeah, quite quite a journey. I started back in the '60s with my first uh, fiberglass recurve bow, and and they uh, they didn't even have compounds when I started. That's a new invention that come up in the '70s. So mm-hmm. I've been I've been around since before them, and um, you know I make my own arrows, and uh, I, I still use feathers. It's just one of those that. Oh, it's cool. I just never wanted to change. And, and I just like using feathers and, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of advantages to different um, types of archery. You know, they the feathers are, are, are good, but when it gets rainy out, they're not. And so good. So, you know, it's one of those things you just got to do what you want to do. You know, what, what do you want to do? And that's always the biggest thing. Um, the amazing you, thing about archery is so much of it is so uh, customizable and you can you can create or, um, you know, set things up uh, however you want it. You know, everybody has their own has their own different styles. And uh, if you ever look at professional archers, all their different forms and, and things are not exactly textbook. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of customization and personalization in archery. And um, it's really a great thing, I think. Yeah, each person has their own uh physical limitations that they're going to go through you know some is a mental limitation because they don't think they can do it others are you know they might have a a hand that doesn't work quite right or um, i had one guy that had ms and so i couldn't do the traditional style of uh holding the arm up with a slight bend in it because his arm shook shook too much so we had to change things and but each person's different and that's the the thing you know when you get into coaching is looking at you and how you're shooting and adapt to you and do you do very much coaching in there or 
mostly work on bows? Um, I try to, whenever I'm at the ranges with, with people, if, if somebody wants advice on, on something, then I'll give it to them. Uh, but for the most part, I, I have a personal issue with, uh, I tend to, um, take things for granted. Like I don't always, I don't always realize that some of the people that I'm trying to give tips to don't know all the same things that I do. And, uh, that's one of the reasons why I don't. Uh, try to coach my wife when she's shooting because uh, she recognizes that more than anybody. So, um, so we kind of just uh, kind of just focus on having fun, and then once she kind of develops her own thing and gains confidence, then uh, then I give her a tip here and there, you know, and try to keep it um, keep it that way. But I'll usually talk about equipment more than than technique and form, and um, I try to help. Uh, it's uh, sometimes hard to uh, to express the feel. Of something it's like trying to shoot a hinge release like trying to trying to uh, instruct someone on that is kind of can be tricky sometimes when they don't really have that they don't know the dexterities of it just yet and stuff so um so yeah mostly just recommendations on equipment and stuff like that well and everybody needs you know you know the good advice on equipment and i know uh, on my an archery instructor i have an nfa archery instructor and I keep it on my 3D rig, it, the patch is on there. So they can see the instructor patch and then if they're interested, they'll come to me. I don't, I don't generally go out and say, hey, you know, I can fix your form. Uh, you know, let them come to me and, you know, I'm down there to shoot and practice. And if they want information, I'll you know, be glad to help them out. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's just one of those things that uh, when you've been doing this as long as I have, you know, since I've started in 95 being an uh, instructor and I've taught you know, hundreds of people how to shoot. And, you know, it just, it's, it's a lot of fun when you finally get somebody all of a sudden kind of light bulb just clicks on and says, Oh, that's what you've been telling me. <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, there's always, it's always tough to get people to set equipment up correctly. And there's, there's a lot to it, you know, just in setting the, the rest. Um, I know there's a lot of people go in and say, uh, well, you got to shoot through paper. No, you don't. <laughs> In reality, all you really need to do is just set up. Uh, I mean, I've been out shot by a bunch of guys who just slap their rest on their bow and sight it into wherever the arrow or sight, sight the sight into wherever the arrow lands. And then they'll you know shoot better scores than I do when I've spent days trying to do, you know, bear shaft tuning or something on there to make sure the arrow's perfect and all that. And I spend more time tuning the bows than fixing my own form. Or just getting yeah. used to, uh, you know, making sure everything uh, everything's consistent and repeatable. And, and that's that's the biggest thing, and and that's why I, you know I started the uh, uh, online coaching program uh, to help people, uh, you know, set yourself whatever to get better at their archery. And you don't have to drive to coach. And some people don't have a coach within you know miles mm -hmm. to get to them. And you know that's. You know, we got it set up. It'll be like in the Zoom calls, similar to what we're recording this on. Uh, you know, just just to get information out there. And I know there's there's lots of equipment out there. And I know you make a a little holster uh, for releases. Uh, tell us about you, your journey in that. Oh boy. Well, um, I've been doing it for about three and a half years now, and it originally started. I've been making uh, firearms holsters for since. I think 2009 or so, so somewhere around there. And um, 
you know, just uh, mostly because I'm left-handed and it's kind of hard to find, uh, at the time it was kind of hard to find holsters for various firearms and left-handed. So found a couple of videos on YouTube on how to make a holster for a firearm and uh, eventually ended up with a full-blown workshop uh, with all the equipment needed for that. Um, tried to get into, tried to make it part of a business, you know, make some extra money on that, but that market is completely flooded. Like there are everybody and their uncle is making holsters now. Um, so I kind of put it away for a while. And then when I picked up archery in 2012, um, I spent a lot of time on archery talk and in the DIY section, somebody asked, um, are you, is anybody able to make a, um, make like a holder or a holster for, for a release for a thumb release or a hinge. And so I posted something up just for a proof of concept. I did a, just like a pancake style thing for my, uh, one of my stand perf or my only stand perfects at the time. I have a bunch of them now. Um, and then, uh, I just posted that up as a picture and, um, and then it just kind of went from there. Um, or rather it just sat there and everybody, um, a couple of people mentioned, you know, you should sell this and whatever. And at the time I thought to myself, eh, nobody's going to want that. You know, it's not, uh, not really a thing. And then like, uh, probably six months to a year later, I get a message on archery talk from a guy saying, um, I have this release. Can you make, um, can you make a belt holster for it? I said, well, I don't really have that release. It was for a Carter just because, and I don't have it. And it turns out he was willing to send it to me. So he sent it to me. I made up a little protocol. He wanted two things, made up a, a prototype for it, posted a picture of it, just real kind of crappy rudimentary, um, just a rudimentary holster for it and did the best I could with the knowledge that I had at the time and sent it to him. And turns out he liked it just enough to put a page. He was a mod on, um, Archer target archery unlimited on Facebook on one of the Facebook yeah. groups. He decided to put a, a video up on it, on it and go, you know, I'm not really advertising for this guy, but Hey, look what I got. And then it just, uh, after that, I wasn't really on Facebook much, but then he said, you know, you better sign up for an account. And I just got flooded with requests <laughs> for people asking, asking, can you make it for this one? Can you make it for this one? And I had to tell them, uh, I can, but you're going to have to send it to me. And after a little while of that, um, and I would sell them for, I don't know, 20 bucks or whatever, just because um, people put trust in me to send their expensive equipment down. And um, after a little while and getting so many different requests, I started collecting them myself, started off with like the knock-on, uh, the knock-on series releases, carters, so many right. carters. And um, eventually I got it to where I started collecting them. And at at this point, um, I'm up to something like 170 different handheld releases, um, and not including the um, not including the different variations of them. And um, it turned into this is my goal to be able to make one for as many of them as possible, and then put up an Etsy shop, and uh, we just built the website. And uh, yeah, I've got now I've got customers all over the world. I just cleared, I think, 1,500 sales on Etsy, individual orders on Etsy, and then uh, doing stuff on my website. And then that expanded into I started making quivers to um, like Kydex pocket quivers. And um, yeah, so uh, I found uh, apparently I found my niche. And uh, yeah. yeah, there was definitely a market there to be had. And uh, and yeah, that's. Um, yeah, it's kind of turned into my little passion and pet project, along with a few other things to go with it. 
yeah, I know. I, I watched your video on, on them, and and you know, oh, what do you do with? Here's what they look like for our visual. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just like a, a holster, and and uh, I have the Carter Chocolate Addiction is one I have, and you know, what do you do with your release when you're not shooting them between them? You know, you you have a little pouch, you put them in there, but you know, that's where you carry your binoculars if you carry the little ones. Mm -hmm. So you know what are you doing with it? you don't want to carry it in your hand you don't want to put it in your pocket and and that just looks like that would you know solve a lot of the problems and i even hunt with mine you know i, I have my backup is a release i have, I have a scott backup uh, mm. that i carry with me but my main one is is that uh handheld and would you, that's would, would you hunt with your chocolate addiction if you had somewhere to put it um, and not just hanging off the D loop, like somewhere where it's uh, where you could just reach for it and uh, and know it's in the right position, uh, I, the exact position you need it? I I hunt with it, and uh, I had one before okay. it, and I ended up losing it somehow. Put it in my pocket, end up losing it, and mm. then had to buy the the chocolate addiction, and um, you know it's it. I hunt with it because I like what snaps onto the uh, D loop and it just mm -hmm. hangs there when I'm ready to go. But walking in and walking out, I don't like to leave it on there because it, you know, it's a hard trigger on it. I just don't want to carry it in and out. So what do I do with it when I'm carrying it in and out? What do I do with it while I'm, you know, if I'm cleaning a deer or something? You know, that's the uh, that's the big thing there. And I put in my backpack. I have a little pouch in my backpack when I have that on. But you know, it's just, uh, you know, what do you do with it? And when I seen seen those things like come on that's that's kind of like perfect you could probably just snap them to your safety belt and everything else too mm -hmm. yeah and a lot of guys uh i've gotten a ton of requests for people who wanted to attach it to their like binocular harnesses or something that i never even conceived that people would want to like start attaching you know a release to or something so i had to kind of come up with ideas people wanted to like put it on their strap like here so they could just grab it and pull it or from the other side you know cross draw it out and then and then hook up um along with like a moly webbing and, and stuff like that um so i had to kind of come up with ideas for how to attach it to those and i ended up you know starting to this a belt clip on this one but um i started making my own loops so you could actually strap it around and then just lock it down so it's right, you know, pretty much exactly where you need it or, and in the exact same position as you want it uh, to be able to draw it out, which is one of the, you know, taglines as far as um, as far as using this versus a release pouch. You're going to save a, at least a second or two, um, you know, depending on whether you're shooting ends at a target range or if you're, you know, if you still have it in your, if you still have it in your holster for some reason when you're out hunting. Or if you're doing like spot and stalk out west, you know, a lot of people wanted something for that where they don't want to necessarily hang their release off of a D loop, but they also didn't want to stick it in their pocket. So then, you know, they come up on an elk or something from whatever distance they wanted to be able to draw it out efficiently and get hooked up without having to fumble around with it. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking when you were saying that. It's like if you're out, uh, even walking to your stand, you know, it's not too bad. Go ahead and hook your arrow up. So it's already on because you can kind of hold it while you're walking out there. But, you know, how do you get your release? You're going to carry. I don't like to carry it in my hand because there's just too many things going on. So I'd have it readily available, like on your harness or your jacket or something. So you can just grab it and hook it up. You know, that would definitely, mm -hmm. you know, be a, a good thing to have. 
Yeah, like I said, a lot of um, it's a lot of hunters. Um, it seems like different seasons, uh, the the season and what's going on in archery seems to determine the uh, the releases that I make holsters for, along with uh, the colors I end up using. Like indoor archery season, I end up doing a lot of like brighter colors and and then, but then all year it's uh, it's a lot of you know OD greens and flat dark earths and uh, coyote browns and I don't do a lot of camo because I don't want to have to stock all of the camos or as many of them but um but yeah the um the hunting season definitely there's a lot more earth tones in uh in there but yeah hunters seem to like it for that um repeatability and then target archers you could save yourself a second or two on your end by not having to you know stick your hand in your release pouch and get it in the position and just draw it straight out Hello. yeah that's that phone call comes in i get it before it starts ringing <laughs> <laughs> So now if somebody's interested in getting one of those from me, how would they get a hold of you? Uh, there's a couple different places. Um, my main website is um, artandarchery.com. Uh, that's my main, uh, sort of my main website. That's where I'm trying to, uh, to transfer most of my stuff and because uh, it has a better interface in terms of options and stuff. Um, most of my sales I get on Etsy, um, but anybody who's looking to get in touch with me, if you just Google um, archery holster, I'm pretty much the first thing that comes up. Like that's the easiest way to uh, to find me. I'm also on Facebook. I don't have a I don't have like a company thing just yet, but uh, but it's AJB Holsters on YouTube and Instagram, and also like I said, just look up release holster. Oddly enough, if you look up different manufacturers uh sometimes my shop comes up as the first top 10 uh search results which is kind of i never thought i'd see that like in the, like if you look up stanislavski um i'm like in the top 10 search results along with images and stuff like the pictures of my holsters come up when you look up a specific manufacturer so um i got a bit of a presence but yeah there um there's a few different ways to get in touch with me but that's probably the easiest one yeah, because I'm sure there's going to be a few out there that that want to have one. Uh, one one <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know that's that's uh, definitely uh, something to be worth considering getting into and, and getting uh, uh, one of those holsters. I think it would be a real good addition to anybody to use as a handheld release. Mm -hmm. Now, those using the strap on ones, it's already there. It just hangs around. You don't have to worry about losing mm -hmm. it. It's just kind of in the way sometimes, but. You know, it, that's those of us that use the handheld releases. Always finding a place to put it is is the the challenge of the day. Mm. It's also another way to accessorize yourself and you know match up stuff to your bow and uh, and your um, various other accessories or um, or the release itself. Like some of them come in different colors. Like the uh, Stan Onyx comes in green, uh, sage green, well sage green, brass, and echo gray. So when that came out, I've been selling a lot of gray um, to go around with the Onyx and also uh, this color. This is laser engraved with the American flag, but it's also called um, uh, infantry green. So yeah, a lot of people trying to either match it up to the release or match it up to their bow. So, you know, boys with toys, we love to accessorize. Yeah. So what kind of, uh, how many different colors do you have available? Uh, I think I have 21, 21 different options, I think. Um, just about everything all the way up to hot pink. Hot pink, zombie green, uh, safety yellow. And then I have red, red blue, black, 
Flat Dark Earth, uh, Coyote Brown, OD Green, Infantry Green, Zombie Green, and then I have other ones that are, um, of course, I didn't grab one to show it. Oh, oh yes, I did. Um, it's like a carbon fiber print, which I don't know if it shows up on my crappy webcam. This is a Zombie Green um, holster, but it's got a carbon fiber type print, and it's for my uh, B3 Coop um, hinge. So, but yeah, mostly, uh, I mostly do solid colors and carbon fibers, um, just for the sake of not having to have that many, or like I said, not going into the camos and stuff for now. Yeah, that the solid colors that, you know, most people, it sounds like they're going to have a color that they're going to like, you know, whatever they want to accessorize. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, most of, I don't think, I think there's a couple choice releases and I have pictures up of all the different holsters and I'm trying to make sure that every color is represented in at least one. In some cases, I could do a slideshow like the, uh, I'd have to say probably the most popular release that I've made more of than anything else is the Carter Wise Choice Three Finger. And I think I've done that in just about every color all the way down to like I said, hot pink, zombie green, uh, safety yellow, orange. Oh yeah, that was another one. Orange. Uh, and yeah, there there isn't a color I haven't done yet for that one, or the um, or the knock on uh, knock to it, as well as the perfects and and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, there's there's some something for everybody um, ultimately. So, for a, a new archer, what would you recommend a new archer do first? You know, somebody that doesn't have a bow that's looking to get a bow. Uh, probably go to, well, determine first what exactly it is that they're planning on doing with it. Are they going to shoot target? Are they going to hunt with it? Are they going to shoot 3D or do a little bit of everything with it? And that's going to kind of determine the style of bow that they're planning on going with. I'm a compound archer, so um, so recurves and, and longbows are a subject that I don't know that much about. Um, but yeah, just kind of deciding what kind of style it is that they're planning on shooting. Maybe go out to a range and uh, that has equipment like uh, like our local range has. Um, we have a um, Friday night archery shoot uh, indoors where they have a bunch of Genesis bows and they're um, they're available for people who have never shot before along with uh, somebody who comes out and kind of coaches them along and uh, gives them an opportunity to see what it feels like to start loosing arrows and um, see if they want to go further with it. Um, so you got to just determine what angle they're planning on going and then, um, you know, determine what kind of equipment, how much do they want to spend? You know, that's another thing. If it's uh, something they're really going ho about, you know, what fits within their budget and um you know just kind of get them to afford them the opportunity or give them the resources to learn whether they will how far they want to go with it you know because you can spend thousands you can spend a couple hundred bucks you can spend less than 100 if you're uh savvy or you know uh, know the right used market um but yeah just kind of point them in the right direction give them some different options and then um Kind of get them to a uh, get them to a shop so they can test fire a few things and, and figure out if it's uh, something they really want to do. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's always good advice that you know check it out and see. Um, when I had my store, that's kind of the first thing you want to ask is you want to ask you know what do you want to do with it? 
you know, did you want just watch Hunger Games and now you're interested in recurs because you watched the, the Hunger Games or something, you know, back when that was going, we had a lot of people come in and say, hey, I want I want to shoot a bow. And then yeah, Lord of the Rings questions. before that as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and there's a lot of them now. So that's the most important thing, you know, if you if you're interested in it, go check it out. You know, it's one of those sports that you can learn as a kid, you know, five years old. And when you're 85, you can still shoot. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's one guy in the group that's been shooting for, I think he said 70 years. Been wow. shooting a bow. So, Good for him. <laughs> yeah, there's that, you know, get it, get in some of the groups and find out, you know, uh, the Arch Talk 101 Facebook group, that's where we focus on a lot of new, in, new archers, new information uh, for them. You know, how do you get started? You're struggling with one thing or something else. You know, that's what we do in the group. You know, there's there's no bad question. Uh, nobody's going to make fun of you for making, uh, posting a question. You know, it's a question. If you don't know the answer, uh, mm -hmm. like I've always said, the, the only dumb question is one you haven't asked yet. Because once you ask it, it's not dumb because you didn't know. So, you mm -hmm. know, ask it and find out. And, and then, of course, we have this podcast, which I'm, you know, putting out information for new archers, experienced archers, interviewing people like you that have been in a while and they get kind of your journey on there. And then I also have the archtalk101.com website, which I, I have a lot of posts out there. And, you know, like when we review items, you know, I'll put links out there to go purchase the items. Uh, so it makes it easier for you to find stuff. And then, of course, we've got the archer coaching program, which is an online coaching pro archery online archery coaching program. <laughs> Get my words out here. <laughs> um, you know, and I'll put links to, to those in the description down below. And one thing I, I've started doing is offering anybody that's interested a free 15 minute consultation call where we get on for about 15 minutes and see, you know, is coaching for you? You know, how can coaching help you? And go from there. And I'll leave link to that in there below. So uh, I'd like, yeah, I, I definitely want to thank you, Andrew, for being on the podcast. It's been real good, real informative. And I'm well, sure we're going to have a, a lot of fun uh, uh, talking archery in the future. And we'll, we'll just go go from there. And once again, my name is Roy Canterbury, and I've been your host today on Archer Talk 101. <laughs>